Hello everybody, welcome to the Scottish Rugby Podcast brought to you by the Scottish Rugby Blog. I am Cammy Black. Um, joining me this evening, we've got Ian here. Good evening, Ian. Good evening, Cammy. How are you? Uh, we have Craig Manson. Good evening, Craig. Good evening. How are we doing? I don't know if I can introduce Johnny Minigan. He looks like he's on mute. He's been lurking in the background. Good evening, Johnny McGinty. I'm here. Yay! I am here. Good evening. Wonderful. By the skin of his teeth. Um, Absolutely. We've... Um, we, we're doing a bit of a, a, a slightly strange podcast this week. Normally what we do is we do a, an episode for everybody and we, we, we live stream it to the general public and our lovely patrons. And then we do a special Patreon episode. This week, we're kind of doing a bit of a mashup. So we're live streaming as we speak to our patrons. Um, and then we will put a full version of the podcast out for our patrons in audio and then um, a, a mini version of the podcast for everybody else so they can hear the news, mainly because there's not really an awful lot going on in the world of rugby at the minute, but there's still stuff to talk about. Um, the Celtic, is it the Celtic chat? I get the, the Celtic League, is that what we want to call yeah, it? Challenge. Challenge. Celtic Challenge. Challenge. I wanted to say Celtic Challenge, but I got it wrong. Um, that we, We've had the first couple of games... Or in in that, Ian, I haven't I haven't caught any of this for my shame, I'll admit. But I know you you were watching some of it back um, earlier. Although I think SC four got in your way. Yeah, um, I missed the Glasgow Edinburgh game because um, I was working. I've actually not even watched the men's game. I've still got it recorded on my Skybox. I don't really care to watch it, seeing as the other team won. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, I watched the Edinburgh game on BBC iPlayer with a 10-minute gap because the um, start of the second half, the stream just completely lost it. Um, obviously, there's far too many people watching Akron Stanley versus Stevenage in the FA Cup or something, so the BBC had to force it all the bandwidth over there. Um, and also, I've not been able to watch the the Gwalia v Glasgow game, um, and I can't record games off the telly just now because my skybox is just... Uh, but apart from that, how is the rugby in? Um, it was grand for the like the seventy minutes, I sixty odd minutes I saw of it. Um, well, I say grand, it didn't go well for uh, Edinburgh, but never mind. It's not, I mean, nine hundred and three fans at the Hive at the weekend, Craig. That's not that's that's. I mean, given some of the numbers, Edinburgh, and now this, I'm not throwing shade at Edinburgh. Let me stress Ooh. this: Bush, right. Given the you know early days of URC Pro 14 Pro 4, Pro 12 whatever you want to call it, 903 is a pretty decent showing for a given this is a brand new competition. Yeah, I think um, I think it's just going to take its time um, to 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 build up. Um, if you consider we're getting what we're getting around three four thousand for Scotland women games um, at the moment at the Hive, so you know that's not too bad at all. Um, and there's some really good rugby on show. Um, even if a lot of it was from the opposing team, that's still no bad thing, though, Johnny. Is it? I mean, ultimately, the 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 better the competition. And you were, at, I know, you were at the high for the um, Ember Glasgow game. The standard of competition has to be up there. Otherwise, nobody will want to go and watch it. So it doesn't matter. I mean, the results do matter, obviously, in the long term. But as long as the rugby is entertaining, that that will bring fans to it. Yeah, exactly. And there were some absolutely, there were some great rugby at the, the Edinburgh Glasgow game. I think everybody who was there had a really good time. I think I've been kind of going backwards and forwards on this because I was a bit worried about the Irish teams, given that we know what Ireland's 
investment their women's game is like. Um, but actually, when I had a look at it, because obviously the women don't have the contracts and things and the opportunities that the Scottish and Welsh women have, there's a lot of internationals in those Irish teams. So they're bringing some really, really quality players to these games. It's uh, yeah, it's going to make some interesting contests, I think. I suppose that the kind of letdown, Ian, and and I guess it's early days of the competition, so we're not we're not. I don't think that anybody's really got a clear sense of where it's going, but but it feels like it's ripe for a highlights package. And as you said, the only way to find it is to sit and watch the full match on iPlayer, and and it wasn't even on SC4. Um, yeah, well, it might have been broadcast on there, but I couldn't find it on their website today uh, as a replay because S4C is also on BBC iPlayer. Um, but once I eventually, after lots of different Google attempts, had found it, said this game is not available to watch. So why not? Because um, the Edinburgh game was, and they were played at the same time. So I, I'm confused as to why uh, the, the Glasgow game wasn't on. Um, but hey, that's part of the delight of uh, you know women's sport getting pushed up. It's just like. But that's but that's the thing. That, I mean, when when uh, Craig, when the TikTok TikTok were sponsoring the Women's Six Nations, were all these kind of like you know great little clips and great little you know highlights and you know features on the players. And I know it's early days, but it it feels like it needs something like that so people that know know that, that this is happening and and can see the quality rugby on show. Very much so because you're you're also dealing with. Um a lot of the younger players coming through Scottish futures, etc., for both the teams. So, you're, you're not, okay. You're seeing you're seeing some of the more established players playing, but you're also seeing a lot of the younger players coming through to get an opportunity. And and so, you want a younger you want that younger audience, and you want to be able to allow the young you know younger women who are looking to maybe play the game, girls looking to play the game to 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 get access to these players and, and start developing what we all do. And that is developing a team that they want to follow and to start following the players that, that play for that team. Um, so th- there's a long way to go. You know, I find it very, very difficult. I unfortunately couldn't make it through to Edinburgh uh, on Saturday. And I found it incredibly difficult to find the game on live. Um, and you had to eventually go into BBC Sport and then search and rake and try and find it through the BBC Sport app and eventually you found it. Then you had to log in, which had, and then and it's like I know I know that it is advertised as all the games are available free of charge on Rugby Pass, but not everyone wants to go and sign up for Rugby Pass. So um, it, it, it's but it's good we're we're starting to be at least some of the games we could go and actually watch, which um, is a plus point. Which is possible, like Johnny, Johnny, you know, it's, it's you know, the SIU can put together the best tries of the National Ute Cup Finals 2003, but it seems Vegas' belief that what is, you know, a, a flagship competition for women's rugby and, and you know, quite a kind of landmark step for, for the Scottish rugby to take, and there's just very little coverage of it. From yeah, and, and I think the, the frustrating thing is that is that there's not none, like... Pretty shortly after Emma Orr scored her try on Saturday afternoon, there was a highlight of it up on X. Um, but that is all I've seen from any of the games this weekend. And that was up within like 10 minutes of being scored. And loads of people were sharing that around because it was a beautiful try. Um, and I think, you know, if they could do that for, for that one really nice try, 
they could do it for more. Like, I think we need more than one tidy highlight from a weekend. Yeah, and I mean, there's some lovely stuff behind the scenes, Ian. Of you know, we've got Glasgow in particular. You know, really taking the kind of one club um, thing quite seriously. We saw everyone getting their first the the men's and the women's teams together with first caps being handed out the other week. And again, it, it feels like it's great to you know say we're one club, but if you're going to do that, you kind of have to back that up with a kind of equal share of the social media, I guess. Well, social media is where the the hits and the popularity are going to come from. But um, you know, I know somebody, uh, one of the players in the Glasgow camp. Um, I know their their dad has uh, said that he thinks the the atmosphere in there has been great. You know, as as uh, daughter said that it feels like a a great environment um even though that they're from an edinburgh based club and they sort of got drafted over to to a glasgow team um was ever thus great sorry <laughs> so this is what happens to edinburgh players oh i mean glasgow just is uh where everyone gets dropped off isn't it no either that or glasgow just can't keep their thieving hands to themselves <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> no this problem. is a real kids in glass houses moment, Manson. <laughs> Does the name Ali Price ring a bell, mate? <laughs> he wanted. He wanted to come. He wanted to come to a place where they keep giant rabbits as in-house pets. Because yeah, he knows he's like the lesser of jobs. That's definitely. Him. That is definitely a definitely a house rabbits are definitely an Ember thing. They have to be. <laughs> <laughs> I say that as someone who used to have house rabbits as well. <laughs> um, I'm just okay. going to make a note um, of that, Kevin. Yep, you can bring that up. Bring that up for my Tory credentials, Johnny. When you want to get me, I'll add it to your file. Yeah. <laughs> had had house rabbits. <laughs> um, there's been various bits of other news um, since I think uh, Craigie and John recorded the other week. Johnny Matthews has signed an extension at Glasgow. Did we know that Duhan had signed on for another year at Edinburgh last week, Craig? Uh, yes, uh, along with um, along with Darcy. Um, yeah, we, we knew those things. So, um, yeah, interesting. It's, it's good to see people getting their, their, their contracts extended and different things like that. It's good to see Edinburgh splashing their, their, uh, their cash that they've got. Um, and uh, Johnny Matthews, well... <laughs> You know, there's not other, a lot of other clubs that have a really, really good mall, so he's not going to survive at any other club. So I suppose he can stay at Glasgow. I'll and send you some of the videos of his line break prize, Craig. Do you remember the five against Newport? Yeah. In fact, Del off board, and... was it was it not a line break down the sideline that he scored with against Edinburgh? Um, in the first line maybe. I think maybe, it was actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll I'll look that up. Yeah, you do that. You do that. Yes, Ulster, he found himself on the wing and just did it, yeah. went full Ali Miller. Oh, sorry, sorry, I fell asleep. <laughs> Listen, you had your time last week. We're talking about Johnny, Johnny Matthews now. Yeah. We talked about yep. Johnny Matthews last week. Wait. <laughs> well, how can you he's not talk about on this, this machine? Well, 1.6 tries per match. Yeah. The highest yeah. ratio. He's got a better try scoring ratio than Damian Penel. Yeah, <laughs> you know my, but let's just, let, let's is, not get too excited about this here now. Um, because Kev, Kev Miller, and that's why we've got the 18th of Cup, mate. Exactly. 
he's uh, Johnny Matthews is the first person to score 20 tries in a calendar year for Glasgow. And then he had to clarify that stat by saying he's also the first person to score 19, 18, 17, 16 or 15 tries in a calendar year for Glasgow. So, so Johnny Matthews... That much ahead of everyone else. Johnny, Johnny Matthews had to clarify that. No, Kevin Miller had to clarify that. Oh, right. Okay, okay. Not that Johnny Matthews is... Yeah, no comment. He's on a T-stats. <laughs> <laughs> just like telling telling everyone he's really good, though. Eh? Yeah, I scored loads of tries. All right. <laughs> Speaking of um, Scottish players who don't have uh, Scottish accents, let's talk about the Six Nations and the potential Six Nations squad <laughs> because oh, are you try it's looking like there's going to you try to get a place at international rugby memes or something. That's like it. Yeah. <laughs> well. There was a really interesting article today that um, in in the I mean I say it's the Daily Mail. I, it's Rob Rob. I like Rob, but the the only downside with Rob is where he works. But we'll forgive we'll forgive him for that because he's a good rugby writer. But he he made a really interesting point today in his column that Scotland are going to be relying on more and more on international scouting. And I've I've never had I've never had a problem. I still don't have a problem with this at all. I think we're a small country. We cast our net wide. But Rob made the valid point that in a world at the start of a World Cup cycle, this is when you want to be kind of bringing in some of your new blood. And it's difficult. And the reason I meant kind of brought up with Johnny Matthews is Johnny Matthews is thirty, and I know he's got I know he's you know he's a try scoring machine, but. This isn't kind of like some exciting new prospect hooker coming into the squad. Let's see what he can do in a Six Nations, Johnny. It's I I kind of struggled to think before we came on. Who who in out of the Ember and Glasgow lineups are we excited to see kind of be given given a run out in the Six? Or what will they be like at national level? Because there's normally at least one at the start of a World Cup cycle. You say, oh, here's a couple of prospects from Scottish rugby that we've produced. I can't think of a single one. I can't think of any of that. I've got no. one, but um, uh, well, you'll probably, you'll also, I'm trying to think, you might see, well, considering all the rumours that are going around, you might see a couple of uh, English players coming up that have... Uh, but this is it, like, but, but, yeah, and that, we'll, we'll get, we'll, I'll happily come on to the English and, and uh, even the New Zealanders that we were about to call, apparently about to call off, yeah. but, but I would, and I'd, Welsh. I'd, I'd, quite, I'd quite like to see Matt Curry getting a chance um, because he's performed particularly well um, for Edinburgh, um, you know, in a, to, to a point because Edinburgh have been fairly, but it's fun enough, <laughs> I'm about to contradict myself, but it'd be quite good to, to, to see him getting an opportunity because he's been performing very, very well in the centre partnership for Edinburgh. But then you've got a centre partnership that currently um, is doing very, very well. And then you've got Chris Harris in the background um, and also Cam Redpath in the background, kind of th- thinking that they have the opportunity to, um, if, if any of those two, Tua Pilotu or Hugh Jones, go down, they're going to slip back into the, the squad. So it's it's a really difficult situation. Um, the other thing as well, I think, as, is that... Sorry, some, some yeah. Facebook, uh, just on oh, the comments, on. I can't see who it is, Facebook user, um, Stafford McDowell. Who is playing exceptional rugby? 
The whole yeah, stuff, I mean, the stuff in McDowell's. He's only like 25, but he's one that's yeah, gone through I, the systems. And this is the thing, like, I think what we have to remember is that, like, I know it did get a bit awkward and nobody can say, here's someone who's burst up to see this year that we want, but we have got a crop of still relatively young players, like Rory Darge is in the, the first half of his 20s, Ross Thompson at Glasgow as well is early 20s, Luke Crosby, early 20s. We we have, and it's just Ali the Miller's fact that we, I think, as well, yeah, and it's I think, like I think we've probably been excited about these players for two or three years, and this is probably the first year that they're going to seriously compete at an international level. So it's not that there is no one, it's just that the the ones we're excited about, the young players we're excited about, we've been excited about for more than a year already. I think. I think like, so we're overloaded. Sorry, I've cut you off again, Johnny. Yeah. Sorry. No, I was gonna. I was just gonna say we make you know we make it sound like there's no young players and and there is young players. It's just that they're not. This is going to be their first year. It's like the Scotland football team. Like you know, we had no good players, and then like we have like three top class left backs. Like Andy Robertson, Kieran Tierney. Aaron Hickey's moved to the right, um, and Josh Doig is now kicking like doing very well in Serie A. So, like Scotland's uh, football team have four very good left backs who could all probably play for a lot of international teams, but we don't have a striker. <laughs> you know, we, this always seems to happen. We, like Scotland has a, we've got a lot of really good back rows. Um, there's obviously some great ones, you know, like Watson, Darsh, figures. Half of them are injured at the moment, unfortunately. But then you go, all right, there's some lads that can fill in. Um, but it's just some like uh, you know, fullback now that Ollie Smith's injured. Then this is, I think, this is the thing. I think you, you're probably right, Johnny, that that we 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 have such we actually have good depth, and it probably is test one of the strengths that Gregor Townsend has is that although he, you know, most other teams would kind of do the world cup, the World Cup cycle, build up an established squad, and then. Can I get to your World Cup and everybody, you know, the England squad's been stable for about eight years now. But I think with Scotland, is Gregor Townsend is always mixing things up for better or worse. And that probably has resulted in a lot of younger players getting time earlier. But there are still some key areas, Craig, and one of these is front row, where, you know, we're in 2024, going into Six Nations with WP now as second, uh, you know, as a second choice front row. Yeah, I, I, but but then you have to you have to kind of look at um, the you know we've got these Scotland futures. We've also got Glasgow and Edinburgh who are supposed to um, be developing these players. You know we've got Nathan McVeth came to Glasgow. We've got um, Murphy Walker who's come to Glasgow, come through the system at Glasgow. Um, these players are supposed to get game time. And what we tended to find, and if you look at, for example, I, I can't really go down the route of the props at the moment because I don't think that, you know, Edinburgh have many um, young props in their in their, um, in their their stable. But if you look at the back row, there were, there were some back rowers coming through that, that, that were looking very, very good. And then you started seeing them not getting game time. Then they started getting um, Super 6 games. Um, because the coaches weren't giving them the game time, and that's the big question mark over what 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 is the remit of the two professional clubs? What how much pressure is the SRU putting on the professional clubs to develop players? Because they 
they really, yes, it's lovely to have Duhan, you know, on the Edinburgh side, it's lovely to have Duhan, it's lovely to have Pierre Schumann, it's lovely to have um, all these fantastic players that we want so that we can we can try to win the URC. But you're also, you don't have those players coming through and getting the game time that you hopefully want them to. I, I've got a feeling at Six Nations time, just after Six Nations, you'll probably see them getting some more game time because there's no, there's going to be none of the big stars coming back to play for a little while. But you, you just, you would expect, for example, well, Murphy, okay, I think Murphy Walker's been unlucky. I think he's he's, he's getting injured quite a lot um, or he's been dealing with a lot of injuries. But, you know, Nathan McBeth, you know, we've hardly seen him and then all of a sudden we're starting to see him now, um, now that um, Franco Smith has been involved with Glasgow. But we haven't seen him prior to that. And he signed, what, four years ago? Mm-hmm. Three or four years ago. Was it really that long? I thought it was maybe. Yeah, twenty twelve, twenty twenty one, I think. When right. I but that was a big exciting thing. That was that was seen as a coup at the time, right? When when we signed Nathan, that's like we. Guy, it? Yeah, we've we've yeah. we've snatched Nathan Macbeth from under the Springboks' nose. Was the big story at the time, and a lot of South Africans were very unhappy that he'd made the move. I think he played for the South Africa the Springboks on the twenties as well. Um, yeah. but, and then John Anderson's even more raging because Jamie Batty's getting picked out of him. <laughs> <laughs> but I was looking, I mean, it's interesting. I went back and I looked earlier at um, some under 20 squads um, for Scotland, and the last decent one that's produced a good crop of players was, was 2020. Now, I know, like, you know, something happened in twenty world events in twenty twenty <laughs> may have um, intervened and caused a slight delay on some player development. So that's, <coughs> yeah, that that's probably if you look at the, the players in the under twenty squad in in um, twenty 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 twenty, you had Ewan Ashman, uh, Cameron Henderson, um, who else was around? Connor Boyle, Rory Darge, um, Matthew Curry, Jack Blaine. Someone called Rufus McLean. I don't know what happened to him. Uh, Ollie Smith, Robbie McCallum, but then you've got the likes of Nathan Chamberlain. You know, and um, even I mean, even Jacob Henry. Now, Jacob Henry was 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 absolutely superb when he was at the Southern Knights. I think he's at Watsonians now. And in the past, someone like Jacob Henry would have been sent off to play for Scotland Sevens. He would have done the you know done the you know what. Um, Darcy did and what George Horn did, which is you go and take a couple of seasons in the sevens, you, you go in a, what is a high-performance environment and you learn some new tricks and you develop. But all you've got for someone like Jacob Henry is we well, can play for the Super Six. That's where we'll stick you and you'll be on the books at Embra and, and at some point Darcy or Duhan might get injured and we might give you a run out. Yeah, I think, I think you, you've also... Um, that I just uh, you've also got the issue that basically the super six was a bit pish, is a bit yeah. pish, yeah. and and so they're not getting a huge. Sorry, Ian, you've you've watched a lot of super six, and I have to say, you've I've watched a couple of games where air have been pretty full on, and and you wouldn't want to, you know, come across them in a dark alley. Sometimes they're they're a strong team, and and they could beat you up pretty well, but I just. It, it just seems that we're we're just not developing, or we're not giving these. Oh, look at look at. Sorry, I've not got I'm not got a hold of my words very well tonight. But if you look at George Horn, 
George Horn is still, we still don't know if George Horn is going to get the opportunity to start for Scotland in the Six Nations. Okay. He got developed through this. The, he went off. Pete Horn went to the Sevens. Then George Horn went to the Sevens, got developed. A lot of money put into him to develop him as a player. And he sat on the bench for three or four seasons at Glasgow. Tooney still brings him to games, sits him on the bench. Sometimes we'll get him on the on, on the field, sometimes we'll not get him on the field. And now we're sitting in a situation where we've got um is he going to get the opportunity or is Ben White going to be brought back in? Is Ali Price going to get the chance? you know, because if you bring Ben White, you're not gonna you're not really gonna have a George Horn because they're a similar sort of player. You've got an Ali Price in the background to try and control things, etc. So it's a it's it's is George Horn going to get the opportunity to start? And I think he should get the opportunity to start. But the SRU or the coaching or whatever's going on seems to just, you know, they'd rather bring players in. Yeah. And it's my, my, go on, Ian. Sorry, um, my eyebrows in there when Craig mentioned about Super 6, it was, it's because, um, like, to be honest, like the, the best players that have come through Super 6 have not been Scottish qualified. Yeah, <laughs> or like not come through the academy system. You know, there's Tom Jordan. Um, oh God, who's the? I mean, the two Edinburgh. Uh, sorry, the two Ayrshire Bulldogs. There was Bloodworth and I mean Matt Valance used to be called because they had such English names. Um, the other one went off to uh, Jerry Reds. I think most of the the good. Look, there's that man whose name Cammy said earlier, who we should Jacob not of isn't. No, no, no. The winger. The other winger. The other winger, right. He should um, not be named. Yeah. Um, the, like, there was him, Ollie Smith, Tom Jordan, uh, Matthews. That's for the Bills. I can't remember. Um, has there been any, anyone from like Watts or Southern Knights? Not particular. Not particularly. Was there, was there not and a like, winger that went down to, went down to London's, uh, London Irish? Um, oh, Kyle, Kyle Rowe. Kyle no, Rowe. There was, Kyle Rowe, but there was, there was another one that was at Stirling. And he, and he, Eli Caven. Sorry? Was it Eli Caven by any chance? No, no. I, I thought he's that he's got a similar name to the boy Leather Barrow that played for England in the under-20s. And he played under-20s. I've forgotten his name. God, it's I suppose my well, point of this was that Sorry. most of the big stars was... Um, uh, all, all the, the the best players that I've seen in Super Six have not actually been like come through the system. Yeah. Um, yeah. It has been like 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 there's your Bulls captain Blair McPherson. Uh, he's a Kiwi. Um, you know the the ones who you think the ones who are capable of stepping up have been imports. And although like you know good old Mark Dodson. Um, so, oh, yeah, his, his whole plan of it wasn't. It's like, oh, it's uh, just to to uh, to build a, a a more seamless gap from the domestic game to the pro game. I don't think it's done that. All it's done is just sort of gone right. Who's got the biggest checkbook? Even though they're meant to have the same balances, um, and I don't really think it has helped produce Scottish talent. Um, and that's that's the main flaw of it. I think in theory, it's a good idea, but it needs to be like 
better prepared because you look at the futures teams. Uh, the futures teams yeah. are like that has been like I mean, you guys saw Sterling, but Sterling put like ninety points. Yeah, on yeah. the futures. Um, that's yeah. not going to do anyone any good. But again, that's that's been the SRU and, uh, when panic break glass sort of situation, yeah. and and they've realised that the that they're under twenties and their Scottish futures are are in desperately need of of high quality rugby. So they decided to put you know shove them all out in one team and then go and play a Super Six. What they should all of those players, academy players, should be positioned in the Super Six and then you know given the opportunity to come up against a 35-year-old prop who wants to fold them in half. And and and, to, and 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 not, but if they do get folded in half, it doesn't mean that they're going to get 98 points put on them. They're actually going to... And, and also they're alongside what the, what happens, Greg, and this, I mean, Xander Ferguson's talking about playing for Hawks. This happened in time when he played for Hawks. And even you look at what kind of Xander Ferguson's early appearances for Scotland. I remember watching a game and it may have been might have been the All Blacks. It was an autumn test and he had Ross Ford next to him. And Ross Ford is screaming instructions about body position to him. Yeah. And that's what you need. If you're a young prop, what you need is you need an early old hooker next to you who's going to tell you about where your legs need to be, who's going to help hold you up, who's going to do a job for you, not three 20-year-old hookers up against you know, uh, you know, a, a front row with a combined age of over 100. Who's going yeah. to absolutely I think do you every time? All boring in and like yeah, you know, yeah. Wings. I think what Super Six could be doing and probably should be doing is an equivalent of what the Irish provinces do, where you have a cap on the amount of non-Scottish qualified players in your team. Like if that's what we want Super Six to do, make it so that each team could have four non-Scots qualified players, and then the rest of them are going to be starting to develop some players. You want to you want to bring in. A, a Kiwi centre and a hooker from South Africa and a couple of others, go for it, but put them in amongst a team of young Scottish players and start, rather than de- try to develop Scotland through this Futures team who are getting spanked every week, develop them through an actual competitive Super 6 where there's a lot of people competing for positions, but there's also some old heads in there that can show them what they're meant to be doing. And also, yeah. I think you could use it, I think they need to use it in the way that... They used to use the Prem. It was a ridiculous way they used to use the Prem where you'd have like the likes of John Hardy turning up for turn up for Hoyken when he was recovering from injury. But you could you you know there is an element of drop a couple of big names down if they're coming back from injury and just need a run out because yeah, that's the that, super that, six that, is the place that, to do that. that. The Prem is not. Yeah, but, the, but this all skips back to the to the period of time that the SRU went through that. They developed this this attitude of the SRU knows best, and they have developed a range of coaches and educators and people within the SRU as such who have come through their system, and they don't look anywhere else. And that's the issue when we talk about developing Scottish coaches and we develop talk about developing. Um, Scottish players, they bring them all. They bring all the Scottish players into an academy system that are then coached by SRU coaches who have come through an academy system style system through the SRU, and so they, they, they don't bring in. And I'm not talking about me because I was never close to being the level of coach that these guys need. But you've got a lot of coaches who are at 
you know, how if I Sterling um, at uh, um, Aberdeen Grammar, at, you know, there's a lot of different, you know, Berwick, there's a lot of coaches there that could probably come in and do some work with the academy players and give them a little bit more reality than the SRU bubble. And yeah. and that's where they're now starting to pay their price. And, and there's also a reason why, you know, for the last couple of seasons, all the under-20 players have names like they're from a form of solicitors. Just to me, I think that's the other, that's that's that 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 is the other kind of fundamental issue. Is there is a bubble, yeah, and and everybody comes through that bubble, and it's funneled through schools, and it's funneled through, like you said, the, the people that are part of the system, Craig. Not there's no way from people outside of the system to influence that. And you look, at, I mean, you know, our best our best fly half since the nineties. Did you know was an academy player at one point, but, but but left rugby to go and become a stonemason, and then one weekend thought I'm going to drop down the leagues for a little bit to get more game time, and you know then ended up playing for Racing ninety two. You know, so so there's that 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 you know Finn Russell did not come through the system. Um, on that note, then I think we'll call it for this week. I don't think there's much else to discuss. We've got some um, European rugby this weekend. We'll have the Ooh, yeah. Scotland squad announcement on Tuesday, we think. So plenty to discuss next week. So we'll be back for that, probably with a, a more a more normal podcast with one for the public and one for our patrons. Um, for the moment, though, it is goodbye from me and goodbye from Ian, Johnny and Craig. Bye. Bye. Bye.